Before we start the show, I think something's got to be said about the recent changes we've uh, recently undergone, wouldn't you say? Jay coming on to the show? <laughs> well, aside from that one. <laughs> oh, jeez, um, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but as uh, many of our listeners know, for almost a year now, we've been uh, part of Con Radio, which is a, uh, a podcast network presented by Wizard World. And we were uh, on this network with other shows like uh, Con Smash, Game Fix, Pure Fandom, Wrestling Audio, Modern Geek Show, Crazy for Comic-Con, Figuratively Speaking, who am I forgetting? Uh, Gamers Dominion. Hall of uh, Justice. Hall of Justice. Halloween. Halloween. Every Day is Halloween. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of good shows. Brothers in Arms. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I grew up reading Wizard World and Toy Fair magazine. And I absolutely adored these magazines. I don't know if you guys uh, read any of them. Yeah. Yeah. These were about the only lights at the time we really had into the genre. Uh, I don't think the the Comic-Con circuit was was what it was then as it is now. And uh, the the medium hadn't become really mainstream yet. It's culturally relevant everywhere now compared to... Right, right. And, but then the Wizard World conventions come along and bring everything you're reading about in Toy Fair and in, and in your, uh, you know, Wizard World magazine right to your front door, right, right outside. You know, conventions are in town. Sure. It's, it's awesome to see that stuff come alive. It's like Christmas. It, it really was. I mean, <laughs> we've talked a bef- uh, before about the uh, overstimulation Oh god, yeah. <laughs> you know, you walk in there and walking see in there for the first time. Con fatigue afterwards. Yeah. Right, exactly. And it was attending uh, my first Wizard World, getting to meet Stanley and everything that started spawned this show. Just for us to be a part of Wizard World in any way has been a true honor. Mm-hmm. But um since we'd been taken on, Wizard World has uh, undergone many changes uh, with their management. And the new management doesn't really see I guess the benefit of having a podcast network right. and decided to uh, cut ties. So as many of our listeners know, you know, you go to the website, try to get on con radio. It's not there anymore. Why? I don't know. Out of our hands. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. We won't really have a definitive answer for that, but um, we knew this was coming and uh, we had been warned. Uh, but uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, ourselves and many other podcasts got on Con Radio to post our our next episode. It wasn't there. The website wouldn't load, and it was it was really like uh, kind of coming home to find that your lover had changed locks on you. You know, how <laughs> um, <had> that happen? <laughs> still got my sweatshirt. Man. I need that sweatshirt. Uh, so. Really quick, just to clarify, in no way are we bashing Wizard World, because lo- I've always loved Wizard. I will continue to love Wizard and continue to uh, go to their conventions. They put on a great show and uh, look forward to, you know, hopefully keep covering these mm-hmm. events. It looks like we're going to be able to keep covering them. You know, a lot of good has come from being a part of Con Radio and Wizard World, not only being able to get into these uh, amazing events, but the amazing artists and the amazing uh, actors and actresses we've you know got to meet, interview, have on the show. It's been surreal. The access has been incredible. Yes, exactly. And not to mention the amazing uh, podcast family that we have acquired in doing so. We've made a lot of good friends through Con Radio. Uh, you know, especially the guys over at Game Fix. Yeah. They're like brothers to us now. Absolutely, Mr. Yeah. Mo Lightning. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> That's Dude. the correct way to say it. Probably. Yeah, exactly. The dude's done so much uh, for podcasts, and uh, we're very grateful to him. So. We are happy to announce that uh, all the podcasts that came from, not all the podcasts, I should say, mo- most of the most podcasts of the, uh, from Con Radio are going to be joining together to form a new network, Radio for Geeks. 
And um, that's really about all the details we have right now. We don't know when that's going to be launching, but we will keep you informed. And we're really looking forward to that, to have a place where we can all congregate and continue, uh, you know, the, the tightness we've we've made. So with that all being said, I'd like to read something really quick, gentlemen. <laughs> I'd like to hear. And it's something I prepared. And when I say prepared, I just mean printed out. It's, <laughs> it's nothing I wrote, as you'll soon hear. Um, and it's something that's been read several times. And though it doesn't have direct correlation with everything uh, that is being said, at the same time, I kind of think it does. So without any further ado. <clears throat> the envelope, please. <clears throat> All right. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will be joining others from around the world, and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We cannot be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We'll be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. You can laugh. laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Can dare today. Can dare tomorrow. Can dare forever. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that being said, let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. You're listening to the Can Dare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And I am Jake Ryan. We've got a really good show lined up for you today. And our retro roundtable, we're going to be playing a little game we like to call Versus. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get there. Get hyped. Yeah, exactly. Then we're going to be diving into the comic dump bin. Anything good this week, guys? I got something a little unconventional. It's technically not a comic, but I'm really excited to share it. That's fine. More to come. Uh-uh. Man, stimulating. I am titillating. <laughs> what about you? The power of Shazam. Oh, nice. snap. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Is this featuring <laughs> yeah. our... Uh, okay. Yeah, that's how I dug it out. I, I never read it until <clears throat> I pulled it out. It's just been sitting in the I box. I recognize that cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool, cool. I've got a What If from uh, the 1996 X-Men series, so I'm really stoked nice. to go into that one. Uh, we got a hero this week, too, right? Yes. And then later on in the episode, we might be welcoming a guest we are just waiting to hear from. Not sure yet, so um, we're going to go on regardless. So let's just kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Do it. Do it. Come on. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Come on. Grab. 
Taste bad. I like to play. All right. So, like we said earlier, we're going to be trying something new this week for the Retro Roundtable, a little game called Versus. And what this is is we have a chart that has a bunch of different characters on it, heroes and villains from uh, the comic world, the movie, television. Video, there's video games in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have dice. We're going to roll. And whatever two characters these die land on, we're going to have a conversation about if they were to battle, who would win? And if the if the scale's slanted in one's favor, we're going to talk about how the one who has the disadvantage might win. I'm so excited, you guys. I am, yeah, too. I, so, yeah. I think this will be fun. So... Let me get the chart here. The wheels have been rolling ever since looking at the chart, <laughs> thinking, well, what about him and him? So what about them and them? And, and I've got a, uh, I'm working on a better chart. So, I mean, this one will work for now, but I'm working on a chart that's going to just beef up the possibilities even <laughs> that much more. So. Introducing famous world leaders from throughout history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll the first dice. So here we go. That's whoever the die lands on. Ah, it didn't land on anybody. Okay. Yeah. Mulligan. <laughs> Okay, who do we got? I don't think it hit anybody. Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. All right, so let me write down Supergirl here. Who would like to roll the second one? Oh, if I may. Do it, Jake. Let me blow on it. Great. And... the hell is that, is that? Absorbing Man? Did it land on him? Yeah, that's Absorbing Man. Him? Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Ooh. We got a little something here, ladies and gentlemen. Supergirl versus Absorbing Man. That's a worse name. Uh, there's it's been worse names, wretched. but yeah. yeah. It's, when I first right. heard that, I'm like, what? We are all pretty familiar with Supergirl's powers. Jack, would you mind pulling up maybe a quick synopsis on Absorbing Man so we get this right? Because I, I can't say I know exactly enough about him to... Uh, he is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. I mean, pretty okay. much anything he touches, he can he become can be, that yeah. matter. But does that mean he can absorb powers, too? I or? believe it's just, like, inorganic. Yeah. Like okay. materials. Yeah, if he touches metal, he can do metal. Okay. But conversely, we know Supergirl. We know the Kryptonian set of powers and limitations. So that's pretty... Right yeah, off she's the rip, we understand what she brings to the table. We might as well be talking about Superman here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Super anyone. Yeah. Okay, so... Anyone who takes off their reading glasses and becomes a hero. They've all pretty much got the same, right? Because that's what they all do. They just wear right. glasses. So, okay, in this scenario, I think it's kind of obvious who might... Uh, we might have a case of uh, scales slanted here. I think what this comes <laughs> down to is the environment in which they're fighting. Because that's going to be Absorbing Man's chief advantage. Maybe that's something we should uh, add a third roll to. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. In space, we'll have to think of that next orbital, time. Et cetera. Yeah, that'd be something. 90% of these things typically happen in Metropolis and end with <laughs> Metropolis and point. Ruins. So let's just uh, go on with Metropolis. These are This is a Marvel and a DC character, right? Yes. Yeah, all right. So, I mean... He can also absorb energy. So. Oh, all right. That so might turn the tables a little bit. I raise... Soup. What, the uh, ice breath? Do they still have that Superman? Yeah. Do they still frost breath that? and okay. heat vision? Okay, so yeah, if she shoots her heat vision at him, he can just absorb that. He's not going to be and hurt by that. So yeah. no extreme of temperature is going to affect him. So that disarms her in two ways right there. Now, if he blasts that back at her, is that going to mess her up? Presumably not. So it would just be wasted on both ends, I would think. It's mm-hmm. always hard to tell because they seem, all the Kryptonians seem to get hurt somehow if they get punched. They're on That's the ground kind of like, oh, oh, when technically 
it's not really supposed to hurt him. Yeah, I read that uh, Bruce Tim said when he did the Superman animated series, he had to really uh, weaken Superman. Just, you know, to make it the show sure. entertaining. Yeah. Other, you know, otherwise every battle's just going to be... Invincible man wins forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, um, what are some things that we... Uh, my mind immediately goes to, okay, Absorbing Man gets himself a piece of kryptonite. Exactly. I, I was that's, just thinking that, yeah. You know, like, not only is that a game changer, I think that's a game winner that puts the ratio so much in his favor if his entire body can be composed of krypton kryptonium <laughs> kryptonite at any given time yeah because i mean it's not like she can just get a quick hit in there the second they come in the vicinity they're just weakened right yeah. i mean and they, we already yeah. know she can't engage him at range because the heat ray is not going to work the ice breath's not going to work so she has no choice but to physically pummel him mm. if you're physically pummeling a sentient mass of kryptonite it's a really rough time to be a super noun Depending on how long she can hold out with her power, though, it says right here that at one time uh, he was trying to absorb Sentry's power and it ended up killing him. Oh, so really? There's a yeah. limit. She, yeah. Maybe she could overload him, superheat him yeah. with the heat rays until he combusts. So, okay, the kryptonite definitely is absorbing man's uh, uh, ace up the sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> but where is absorbing man getting kryptonite? Because, I mean, we know the extent Batman's had to go to get his hands right. on some of this and stuff. And he lives so, in Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, but that's we a established good point. Metropolis, right? Yeah, that's we'll have fighting. to go with Metropolis. So I'm thinking if he's in Metropolis, it's mm -hmm. a stretch, but he would have to have gone through one of Lex's holdings. His headquarters or some bunker where he has an emergency supply. Okay. It would have to, I mean, it would have to come from Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is a good point to bring up because Lex Luthor's wanted to see these aliens fall. So True. maybe knowing that this battle's coming, Lex Luthor's slipping him some kryptonite under the table going, you know? Yeah, I'd have a hard time imagining this would just happen without Lex becoming aware of it beforehand. Yeah. So he would certainly do something to tip the scale. Yeah, I was just about to say, these scales aren't as uh, slanted as I was thinking they were going to be here. I know, it's, it's, there are a lot of variables. With him being a lowly criminal, too, maybe he uh, right, ran into... Right, he's just into, kind of a chump, you yeah. know, he's not really a mastermind, so... No, right. if he ran into, uh, uh, what's his name, Metallo, and somehow <laughs> beat Metallo, pulled his heart out, then he'd grab a hold of some kryptonite. That's a, I mean, that's a whole nother versus battle right <laughs> yeah. there, Metallo and the Absorbing Man. Yeah, so let's so let's say uh, there are, there is no kryptonite available. What do you think he could become? I, I would say maybe grabbing a tire, becoming rubber. I mean, say she lays some fists into him, it's just going to bounce off. Okay, here's a thought. Metropolis, I assume that city's been under construction for 100 years. Right? It's huge. <laughs> Constantly under <laughs> yeah. construction. Somewhere, somewhere, there is a road being torn up and repaved. Industrial diamonds from a construction tool. If he can get a hold of the material construction tool is made of, mm. he can convert himself to industrial diamond. Hmm. Something strong enough that it wouldn't be invincible, for God's sake, it's Supergirl. But it would certainly be a little bit of, like, ablative armor to have yeah. that hard diamond shell. This is true. He couldn't do rubber because, as they taught you in Fantastic Four, what happens to super-cooled rubber mm. in the movie? Oh, yeah. Doctor Doom was freezing them. He started cracking, so that'd be an easy... She just ice breathing. Pretty, yeah, but he with, could absorb that though. With the diamond mm, thing, true. would the heat rays <clears throat> reflect, refract? Would he internalize it all and explode? I what? feel like she's got the strength to still bust through some diamonds. Yeah. I mean, we're oh, talking yeah. the Kryptonians I mean, it, here. He's buying time. It's not like a, you know, <laughs> with a refraction. Measure. Depending on if he went into a highly populated area being a criminal and didn't care about There's other people, human he would just turn such. into 
shoot the heat vision right at her, it would refract all over the place and just sure. tear the whole place up. So, so using her morals against her, being that yeah. he, uh, like we were saying, just a lowly thug isn't yeah. going to think about uh, civilian casualties. He would have to disarm her in that way. In a fair fight, no. But this isn't about fair fights. No. no. Come on. Come on. <laughs> come he's a criminal. On. That's a weapon in his arsenal, is that he's unscrupulous. He doesn't care who gets hurt. She does. He can find a way to use that to his advantage. Makes sense to me. Man. How about, because Kryptonians get their powers from the solar radiation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Find some deep, dark tunnel somewhere. Lose her, lures her in there. Mm. She starts losing her powers. If he can automatic. become just tough enough that she really exhausts herself fighting yeah. him, she's not going to be able to tap back or cap out on her strength. Again. Right. He can just wear her down with time. And he's absorbing, man. Well, he he's just going to fuse with the while. rock and disappear a mile underground. Yeah, really. <laughs> now, what about lead? I mean, lead has always mm. been another weakness for the Kryptonians. It'll stop the x-ray They can't see through reason. it. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, they can pound through it, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. You'd be able to hide that way. Buying some time. Yeah, he would be able to hide yeah. that way. Yeah. You don't know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we thinking here? Who's going to win this battle? I think Supergirl's probably still going to give. Yeah. I'm going to give Supergirl probably a 75 to 80% chance on this one. He could give her a run, though. Oh, sure. He would, he would last a little When conditions while. are right, he could really ruin her day. Yeah. All right. Supergirl it is, I guess. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, the hero wins again. <laughs> well, I think we have enough time here, seeing as we don't have a guest this week either. So do you want to do another roll? Have another conversation? Yeah, yeah. Let's see what we get. All right. Let's get the chart back out here. Jack, do you want to start the rolling off here? Do do a bit of rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, rolling. the blob! Oh, oh. Nice. I mean Bob. I'm sorry. Not yeah. blob. Did you call me <laughs> Blob? <laughs> you guys come on his face. <laughs> blob versus. Let's see. Superman tw- or excuse me, Spider-Man 2099. Ooh. So uh, what's he got on uh, regular Spider-Man? He doesn't possess. He doesn't have spider senses. Really? So he's he has diet spider. Enhanced vision and hearing. You can see in darkness. Zoom in on people and objects. His forearms enable him to fire organic adhesive substances. Substances. Travel at high speed swing on web lines. So Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> now he's able to have any part of his body adhere to surfaces through unknown invisible means. So he doesn't. It's not just his feet. He could really climb by his butt. <laughs> Uh, oh. He has venom glands and canine teeth. Oh, did he? He has toxins. Standard Spider-Man, was he venomous? Uh, not to my knowledge. I mean, I think there were different, like, story arcs where they... Peter Parker's Spider-Man? Yeah. No, I don't know. He, all he could do really was just crawl and add spider senses. I mean, later in his story arc... He they, got the organic web. Uh, well, he also had, like, sp- at one point had spikes come out of his wrist, kind of like a Wolverine kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, th- there was a great story arc. I think it was a Spider-Man origins thing where he was kind of reborn and discovered all these new powers he had. But I don't think those uh, have stayed canon throughout the universe. So, all right, Blob versus Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. I'm gonna look at Blob real quick to see what. Okay. Now, my understanding, you'll probably like you'll confirm or deny this. My understanding is he's more or less impenetrable. Like he's he's either that tough on the outside. Or there's so much of him to get through yeah. that you can't really gun him down. He's really slow, too. Right. Though. Not uh, an agile. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I mean, he is susceptible to punches, right? He, sure. he I mean, 
that's not going to not do anything to him, a good punch in the face. So I think Spider-Man could, you know, zip around him pretty quick. And You know, I, I think as slow as he is, though, he's got a lot of momentum just from being so massive. So I bet once he gets going, he's probably hard to stop. The big challenge would be in restraining him, I would think. Strength, endurance, uh, resistance to physical injury, elastic rubbery skin makes it difficult to penetrate with guns and missiles, and even Wolverine. That's really about it. He's virtually virtually immovable as long as he's touching the ground. So he's just a wall, pretty much. So if I were Spider-Man, I would just web his face up. Just cut his air supply off right there. there. I mean, that's that's a quick way. With this this being Spider-Man 2099, with this being Spider-Man 2099, he's venomous, right? Yep. He's not going to break the skin. Isn't it through his teeth he injects the venom? Yeah. If he has some access to that, that he can project or expose Blob's eyes to it, somehow get it in his mouth, Maybe fight him to from a the small, inside. a thin spot, like try to uh, Mike Tyson him. Bite his ear. Yeah, as long as he can break that skin a little bit. Just a touch. Maybe or if he shoots it like a Dil- uh, Dilophosaurus. I was just going to say, yeah, it gets a little bit in his mouth Rolls and spits it in his mouth or eye. That Yeah. Imagine that. Seeing the big the blob stand there being so big and Spider Man just crawling around him all over the place. <laughs> get off me! Yeah. Well, it was like a fruit fly on it. Yeah. <laughs> but if he did get a hold of him, just a, a quick bear hug would probably oh, extinguish uh, Spider Man in a single hand. He'd probably destroy his ribs. Yeah. This is a matchup as old as time: strength versus speed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The steamroller versus the. Uh, and you know, typically, we see speed win in these cases. Yeah, typically, yeah. Sun Tzu, Art of War, the smaller guerrilla force, usually outmaneuvers and defeats the big standing army. You know, so let's also uh, you know consider the uh, time gaps in their uh, in their well, just the times they come from. You know, twenty ninety nine. He's probably got much far more advanced technology. Oh, sure, yeah. Probably, you know, he's probably thinking a lot sharper, a lot faster than the Blob does. I would think. No? I feel like the Blob's lifestyle probably isn't exceedingly <laughs> healthy. Yeah, you know why twenty ninety nine is thinking about how he's going to take him down. Blob's thinking about a bucket of chicken or You're something. Right. Probably, you know, he's a vegetarian. Where's my next hoagie? <laughs> I'm, yeah. from? I don't know. I'm hungry. I always, I never liked the Blob. He just every time I saw him, I was like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> you, just, you just feel kind of greasy. Yeah. You want to take a shower? <laughs> Fighting against him in the old. Uh, the X-Men, the big double-sized arcade game. Mm-hmm. He was oh the first villain you had to fight. Was he? I don't yeah. remember that. I'm the blob! And you just pound <laughs> on him until you fall down and you get back up, pick you up, throw you across, and you just come back out. Cool, him I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, Blob does not have a lot of reach. I mean, even beyond the fact that he doesn't have any, like, energy manipulation, any kind of natural projectile... He's just got little stubby arms on a big blob body, mm-hmm. right? I mean, his yeah. range of motion... Is like a little kid in a winter coat. <laughs> Spider-Man could probably be like dead center on his sternum, and he, he wouldn't reach be able. To, he could yeah. maybe like bring his chin down and nibble at him or something. Right? <laughs> like, it is not a hell of a lot he can do. So he's tough, but at the same time, you'd think Spider-Man would want to close the distance, right, get on his back or something like that, and ooh, use his own strength and momentum against him, grab a hold of his ears, steer him into some kind of hazard off a cliff into the water, I assume he doesn't swim very well. Oh, now there's a good point. Now, I wonder how heavy the blob is. There's probably a stat for that somewhere, and something absurd, like, you know, anonymous, anonymously, anomalously 300,000 tons, like it's some, you know, some comic (laughs) book number. He's the human ton. (laughs) 
Let's that was see. my nickname in high school, actually. Yeah. Yeah, if How he lured, heavy is the blob? Lured him into some water, and all of a sudden he fell down. Of course, he might float. That's a good point. He might just be buoyant enough with the Jesus. I, so float. I have to imagine the blob <laughs> does. I would think, though, if he's able to take a you know a, a tank's blast to his fist and walk away from, it, he's got to be pretty. He's got to be pretty heavy, right? Oh, mm, sure. Yeah. yeah. And then dense, you know, like a neutron star. But then being so much surface area that he just actually displaces water, so he floats on it. Get into the science of it, like a battleship. I just know anytime I've seen him, anytime he falls over, it just like quakes oh, everywhere yeah. around mm-hmm. him, you know. So I, that makes me think that he would sink like a freaking sure. rock. So, considering these are both uh, uh, Marvel characters, probably in New York that oh, we're dealing sure. with well, this. Yeah. So, well, where are you going to find water in New York? <laughs> right, the <laughs> oh, Hudson <yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> right, luring to the Hudson, maybe uh, web him and cannonball him into the river, and just blah, 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 blah. Spider-Man could pull that off. I think he could. He could lure him effectively enough. He could definitely outsmart him. Yeah. If he did, if he did float, I, he probably wouldn't be like he'd lay on his belly and just float on his belly. He'd probably be constantly rotating, kind of like a, <laughs> a bolt. <laughs> so Spider-Man really just grab his shoot a web on his foot you, and hold him upside down. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> jumps on his back and does like a hillbilly log roll contest. Yeah. Here. <laughs> he just gets his head underwater all so. the way down the Hudson <laughs> and just drowns him that way while he's upside down. I can see the headline now. <laughs> Spider Freak Drowns Fat Man. <laughs> Jameson would have fun with that one, wouldn't he? Moon of Field Day. So, I think it's safe to say Spider-Man 2099 would probably steal the day. Though it I wouldn't think... be an easy battle. No, I no. Think there'd be a lot of collateral damage. Yeah. And the thing is, like, yeah. all of the Blob's strengths are also the Blob's weaknesses. He's heavy, he's strong, he's dumb. You know? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Calling me names. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to project that self on yourself, I mean, yeah. All right. So our heroes today, Supergirl and Spider-Man 2099. I'd say let's put those two together really quick for a last conversation. Ooh, but good that, idea. Yeah, uh, you know so who's going to win that. Supergirl's yeah, got that yeah. one in the canon. Well, so make me sound stupid. I thought it was good. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you can uh, prove me wrong. No, the more I think about it, yeah, <laughs> it's just slanted. Like, oh, trap her with your webs. Oh, she can fly. <laughs> So, Supergirl, today's winner, it would seem. All right. Congratulations, Supergirl. Overachieving. <laughs> Too gooder. Bring in a Kryptonian. They're always going to win, I yeah, guess. This is true. Justice in the American way. I might have to shave some Kryptonians out of this, uh, out of this <laughs> you list You just here. make them one entry like the Super Family. Yeah. Throw the dog go. in there, too. And they all Ooh, fight the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kryptos out of there. Well, so that was our first uh, versus cool. segment there. I think it was pretty fun. I think test run. Well, yeah, when we we actually did a few test runs when we were working, and mm-hmm. uh, they came out. The, I don't remember what characters we chose, but it just was flowing out of us. Oh, yeah. So I think as we do this uh, oh, sure. occasionally, it'll get better and better. So <laughs> once we fine tune the precision of our system, <laughs> I do think the environment is a good thing to also roll on. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, rather yeah. be space, countryside, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So weapons availability. So if you uh, people at home have any suggestions for uh, heroes you'd like to add to the list that's being uh, Ooh, customized, be cool. uh, feel free to email us or shoot us a request on uh, social media. We'll definitely get them in there. Or if you just want to hear, you know, a certain hero go up against someone else we'd be happy to humor you with that conversation as well or if your heroes fives of fans out there yeah <laughs> or if you you thought of a way that we didn't think of to oh yeah to win. yeah, yeah. If there's something point. we're not thinking of good point yeah exactly just uh write it on the back of a 50 dollar bill and mail it to the head there you go <laughs> that'll definitely get you on <laughs> all right well with that behind us let's just take a dive into the comic dump bin 
Who would like to go first this week? I would kind of like to go first, if you don't mind, because I've got something really interesting. I'm I'm all ears. For the last two, three-ish weeks, this has become an absolute obsession of mine. Not a comic, but it's something I feel shares the spirit of the comic book. In this, it's this this world you get absorbed in, and it starts to eclipse other aspects of your life. I've been reading this thing religiously, and it has consumed me. It is a website called the SCP Foundation. That stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. What it is, it's a database sharing a common story of a foundation that locates, keeps safe, and protects people from occult and anomalous objects. Talking cursed sarcophagi, Mm. possessed toys. What about the trumpet? The seance trumpet? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a perfect example. That would be the kind of thing this foundation would seek out through one of their embedded agents and bring back to their headquarters to be contained. They perform experiments on these. They've got... Aliens who have crash-landed, artifacts from different dimensions, pieces of dead extra-dimensional gods. There are a little over 2,000 entries, and the best part is it's from people all over the world who have submitted their own ideas. There are rules and uh, procedures to follow if you want to have your ideas submitted, but when it works, it becomes an entry in the database of items that have been captured, cataloged, neutralized, etc., and I'd like really? to Yeah, it's the coolest concept in the world. Yeah. Almost sounds like the show Warehouse 13. It's it's very similar to that. Sort of like a crowdsourced. Yeah. And it's it's just crazy. And I've got one for you right here. Okay. This is fairly close to the top of the list because I've been trying to read them in order. I'll be done around the time I'm 75. Okay. And <laughs> so there's a few. Yeah, and it's interesting because the format is always the same. It starts with the items um serial number. The object class, in this instance, safe. Now, when an object is classified safe. All it means is that if you're in the room with it, it will not explicitly kill you outright. Safe can still mean highly dangerous if you don't use it correctly. Okay. So, this one here, this is called SCP-072. Codename, Foot of the Bed. Which sounds pretty innocuous, but I'll jump right into it. Description. Instances of SCP-072 were first discovered in an apartment building in Michigan after two local media reports effects caused a local panic which drew the attention of embedded Foundation agents. SCP-072 is a shadowy and translucent projection which resembles a 0.9 meter long hand, the fingers of which taper to a sharp point. Detailed recording of SCP-072 is difficult as it does not manifest at high light levels. Instances of I'm just going to skip in my mind. It's always been like skip 72 because it rolls off the tongue nice. So instances of skip 72 have only been observed to manifest when a human, hereafter known as the subject, enters REM sleep while located (laughs) in a bed infected by skip 72 and leaves a foot or both feet exposed to open air. Yeah, if these conditions are satisfied, Skip 72 will emerge from the foot of the bed and appear to use its pointer finger to tap on the subject's foot until they awaken. Subjects have reported that at this point they were unable to move, showing symptoms similar to sleep paralysis. This continues as long as Skip 72 is visible. But wait, there's more. Skip 72 will then use its pointed fingers to cut portions of flesh from the exposed parts of the subject's foot or feet. It'll return to within the bed in between each removal, hoarding the pieces of flesh, emerging without them. It's not known whether it consumes them or where the pieces go, but this will continue until Skip 72 has taken all exposed flesh hanging over the bed. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. 
That's the first thing I do when I go to bed is pull the blanket up. I know. Right? Well, this is okay. one. <laughs> not tonight, you're not. No, no, definitely not tonight. As long as the wounds are properly treated, Skip 72's effects are not fatal, but have been observed to cause severe psychological damage relating to sleep, generally for the rest of the subject's life. There's also a secondary effect. Any bed within a 10-meter vicinity of a bed which is infected with SCP-72 will host a new instance of the entity, and the infection will continue for every bed that comes near that one, and so on and so forth. So you can spread it to your friends, to your family, throughout mm. entire apartment buildings. A shadowy hand which gathers the parts of you you leave hanging off the bed so carelessly and <sighs> secrets the flesh away to a shadowy dimension we can't even perceive. Ugh. There are 2,000 similar stories of creepy goings-on, what they'll do to you and what they're trying to do to stop them from doing that on this website, and it is incredible. I've got to say, everything you're saying has just brought back a memory to me. Nothing that's happened to me personally, but uh, I, where I come from, a very, very small town out in the middle of nowhere, really, uh, about an hour from any big uh, city. And uh, it's only, it's a little town that's got like two, like I said, two gas stations, three sta traffic lights, and about 15 churches. <laughs> but up on the hill, uh, in the north uh, northwest corner of town, is a great big old house that for many, 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 many years, and still to this day, is uh, used as a home for troubled kids. Oh, boy. And I mean, like, severely troubled kids. Like, uh, I remember, you know, growing up, there being a few different instances where, you know, you'd get word, oh, some kids escaped from the school, and everybody locked the doors down because they were, you know, they were going to cause some trouble. Sure. But from what I understand, and I don't, I don't know this uh, to be 100% factual, but I've heard just, you know, word of mouth, that uh, there were several orphanages back in, like, the 1800s. And uh, rumor has it, like, on certain nights that, you know, if you're looking out the window, you can see, like, kids dressed in these clothes wandering the streets and whatnot. <laughs> well, anyway, one of my close friends, uh, she grew up in a house that was uh, supposedly used as one of these orphanages and held many of these kids. And she told me a story about one night her she was laying in bed and uh, felt something grabbing on her feet oh. and pulling at her and poking mm. her feet and... Uh, Ugh, I just can't imagine. I'd be like, I'm not sleeping in here anymore. We, we, I'm not we sleeping go. anymore at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. If I go Man. to sleep and I feel something touch my foot and it's my damn dog. <laughs> happened to bump his nose. Oh my yeah, God. guess what, Jack? Welcome to hell. Yeah. Because I've been reading these stories for three weeks <laughs> and every day my life gets a little worse. <laughs> you think that's a dog. <laughs> all right. Very good, Jake. I would like yeah. to hear more of those. Oh, I don't know if I would. I would, <laughs> I would love to share more of these because some are very long and rambling. Some are nice little bite-sized bits of horror. You'll have to perfect. start bringing those out, like those uh, case number something, something. I'd you like know. that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd make a fun little story. I like yeah. that. I yeah. like that. Sweet. <laughs> All right, Jack, what we got? Oh, the final night. Power of Shazam. You should you should tell the uh, listeners why we have this or you have this book rather. Was our first pseudo set get, or celeb guest that mm -hmm. we had was a he was was back in the seventies, seventies uh, and eighties. Yeah, he was a, a a local icon from the nighttime TV show where he would he would host evening TV show. His name was. Fritz the Night Owl. Fritz the Night Owl. Yeah. Fritz the That's night. my man right there. Oh, yeah. But this he was a, a big Shazam, uh, Captain Marvel, same guy, different name. Uh, big fan of him, and he was actually put into a couple of different comics. Mm -hmm. And I grabbed a hold of him just to have, you know, sometime I'm going to go get him to sign him. 
Yeah. But this is the first time that I've ever opened and read it. And I read this one because it has Superman in it, too. So it starts out with Superman. It's pretty. This was done in 96. So about the oh, same wow. time as yours, which I thought it was going to be older, but it's not. Yeah, I would have, too. Superman's got the, would you say that's a mullet? Oh, that's, that's yeah. The Fritz the Night Owl uh, Superman books, or Shazam books, rather, excuse me. Or maybe he was in both. Anyway, Superman's definitely rocking mullets. That's so, yeah. on the mullet spectrum. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Back when the, yeah, look at that. He's got it some It was 1996. Locks. Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> had inspired a generation. <laughs> so before this story happens, the Sun Eater, I don't know quite who that is. That's a brutal ass he, name. <laughs> he did just that, ate the sun. So there's no sun uh, around the earth and the, the weather has turned into basically a big snowstorm. Oh, wow. Superman, uh, Captain Marvel, or Shazam, is from Fawcett City. And Superman happens to show up and hang out, you know, trying to save the day or all over the place. It opens up that there's two planes getting ready to crash. They decide to team up with each other. Each one of them are going to go save the airplane. Uh, Shazam grabs his. He has no problem trying to land it. Superman, because the sun has been gone for so long, he's starting to lose his power a little Ooh. bit. So he thinks that the plane's going to crash, and he's worrying, oh, boy, I hope I don't do this in front of Shazam, because there's always kind of like a battle between those two, because <laughs> oh, they're like basically a, the same hero. Like a pissing contest, uh, yeah. long rest, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, they end up landing it, and just as they get to the city, the weather clears up, it's fine. Superman happens to get his power back, because Shazam, the wizard, is using magic to keep the city safe. And from what I always thought, Shazam was like a genie that gave his power to Billy Batson that would right. turn him into it. Well, this, he's just some old fart wizard that hangs out with some other guy with a special staff. There he is, his, that old guy there is Shazam, and this is Ibis. I'm not sure how it works between them two. Hmm. But they land the plane, go talk to the wizard, trying to see, you know, you think you'd be able to make the power strong enough to save the whole world. And they're like, yeah, well, we don't know if we're going to be able to do that or not. That's an awful lot of power. Then it cuts to the rest of the Shazam family. The Shazamily, if you will. <laughs> yeah. All this guy. Lady Shazam, and I guess his name is Kid Shazam. They're just flying around the city outside of the the safe zone, catching, saving people, bringing them back to the uh, safety. Um, there's a lot of cars with people freezing in it. So they're just bringing them back. People at the hospital are like, no, they're not hurt. Get them out of here. And they're all like, but come on, this is a hospital. You're supposed to be saving the people, helping them out. This is no fair. The story really doesn't go anywhere besides running around the place, <laughs> saving people, bringing them back and forth. Superman goes to WHIZ. It's a good name for a radio station. Very <laughs> good. Gets on the radio where the Fritz wish. the Night Owl is actually the DJ there. And there's his picture. Good old Fritz. And he's Superman just on the radio saying, everyone, don't go anywhere. Stay in your house. And then Fritz is like, hey, Superman thanks. tells you to stay in your house. <laughs> Fritz you is like, where'd you go, Superman? And really, that's about it. It's got Fritz. Not yeah, a lot of girth, is. but a lot of Fritz. And uh, I've well, been maybe not even a lot of Fritz. <laughs> Never but, mind. We're no. going to cut that in post. <laughs> oh, that's staying. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> At one point, there's a electric, electric a guy that works on the electric boxes, whatever, electricity company guy. Mm -hmm. He's stranded in his car talking on to like dispatch saying, yeah, I'm stuck in the car. I can see what the problem is seeing the, the relay place, what the problem is. Meanwhile, Shazam flies by, lightning strikes. He gets turned into Billy Bats and falls on the ground. Next thing you know, the old man wizard Shazam picks him up and he's like, say my name. 
Shazam! <laughs> He's back to normal. They save the electric guy. That's where it end. Huh. Is electrician the word <laughs> yeah. you're looking for? There yeah. it is. That's, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> Just a thought. So if you like Fritz, that's the reason they have this comic. <laughs> it, it really didn't go anywhere, but then besides running around saving people. It's got a really cool zone. cover on the front, too. Yeah, yeah that's cover's a gorgeous great. cover. The art looked really nice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, I always think about, because Fritz has been in, what, maybe four or five of these different yeah. Shazam books. And I always think about because when we had Fritz on, I mean, he talk, he's loved comics since back in the yes. day. And uh, he, you know, not only loves comics, but loves Shazam. And I think to this day on his little cap, he has a little Shazam lightning bolt right on the front <laughs> mm-hmm. of his cap. Yeah, here. he does. But what an honor it would be to be, the, you know, a lifelong fan and then to see your likeness and oh, the comic book that that's you the love dream. so That's much. still My the God. dream, yeah. Yeah. One day, boys. One day. I'm going to try and lose some weight before I'm in one of my favorite comics, I hope. <laughs> well, that's the joy of the magic of uh, comic writing. You know, you can be whatever you want. That's a good you know? In this alternate dimension where Jake Runyon made good life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, very cool. All right. Uh, this past, uh, what was it, Saturday, Pack Rat Comics here in Hilliard, Ohio, had an event where they're cleaning out the basement with just packed full of uh, old comics, hence the name Pack Rat Comics. <laughs> and uh, they were doing a deal where you could come in, pay $50, get a short box, and fill that son of a gun full. I'm s- still mad I wasn't able to make it down there. So oh, I spent two hours down there. Now, let me tell you how like almost delirious I was when I left the basement. Just all the different people, all the, you know... This kind of thing attracts a certain kind of clientele. <laughs> so there's a lot of... <laughs> Aromatic demographics. Yeah, a lot of... One with a medical mask on. <laughs> no, I, I seriously pulled my shirt up over my nose a few different times while looking through wow. these things. I mean, serious. not only when you're flipping through the comics, you have the fanning of decades of old paper <laughs> and fingers... Dust and, and dead Dust bugs. blowing in your face, but then and hearing all the probably. coughing and dirtiness around you. Now, let me just clarify... The store itself <laughs> is not in any way oh, dirty. No, no. It's Pac-Rat immaculate. Looks flawless at all times. Yeah. In defiance of man and God alike. Yeah, every day looks like the first day of business. Yeah. It's perfect in there. This, these were the, uh, the scrubs that were digging around <laughs> near me. But I managed. How dare they profane this sacred place? Uh, right. <laughs> but I uh, managed to bring home 195 comic Good books Lord. for 50 bucks. So I, I, I've already told them you guys probably aren't going to see me for some time. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be pulling from this short box from for quite a while for the uh, dump bin here. And my first one, probably one I was most excited to get, was a like I said earlier, a what if uh, X Men series. And this is uh, called What If, starring Cannonball's little brother Josh and his pet Sentinel. Cannonball! <laughs> 190 comics. That's the next, what, three years of this show in that box. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You ain't going to see me. <laughs> so this book is about the little brother. This, it happens with the little brother of the X-Men Cannonball, who is uh, Sam Guthrie. And his power is he can fly and also put an impenetrable... Uh, field around him. So he can pretty much become a cannonball and wreck through about anything. Um, And uh, there are quite a few siblings in the Guthrie family, uh, apparently, and two of them, which have mutant powers, have become X-Men. Well, little Josh here was not one of those. He does not have any powers, and the comic opens with his mom getting ready for a birthday party, putting the streamers and balloons up and a cake and 
saying, you know, your your big brother and sister are going to be here. We got to get ready for the birthday party. And little little Josh is sick of living in the shadow of his you know, of his siblings. You know, I wish I had powers. I wish I could be something special. I'm just regular old Josh Gopher, <laughs> you know, little, little whiny bitch. But <laughs> anyway, it shows him at school, and you know, the local the school bully comes up, shoves his face in his lunch. You get a pretty good idea of where this uh, his social status lies in school. Not very good. And he comes home all uh, disgruntled from the day, and his mom's like, you got to watch these twins, you know, i gotta, I got to go get ready for the party, i got to do this and that. And he's just put off. He's like, I'm not watching these kids. He grabs his guitar. He's like, I'm getting out of here for a while. So he goes out and sits next to this lake that sits at the back of the property. And this lake uh, has this great big rock sits right in the middle of it that's been there as long as he knows. And he's sitting there playing his guitar, and ho-hum, woe is me in the shadow, however that song may go. Good emo, <laughs> emo music coming out there. <laughs> Dashboard confessional yeah. song. <laughs> but uh, in the middle of his song, he snaps a string, which just, <laughs> it's just the cherry on his shit Sunday. So he gets mad and throws his guitar across the lake. And... Uh, it skips twice and then hits this rock, which makes a big clang noise. And Josh thinks, well, that's odd. That, you know, rock shouldn't make that kind of noise. So he takes his shirt off, dives out there, and swims to the rock to get his guitar. And upon getting on it, realizes this isn't a rock, this is metal. And he starts looking down into the water and realizing that he's on the skull, the very top part of a sentinel that's been in this lake for some time. The quintessential death machine. Mm. Yes, so he starts peeling all like the the vines and all everything that's on it off, which uncovers the solar panels that start then allowing energy to the sentinel, and it starts to power up. Feels like a proton pack. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And next thing you know, he just uh, the sentinel just <laughs> emerges from the lake, and he's like, "Wow, cool!" And this thing is uh, it's been damaged and. Being a 96 comic, this was the uh, same era as the uh, X-Men, the the Onslaught series that happened in comics, uh, where the Sentinels once again took Manhattan, taking out uh, everyone, and villains and heroes alike teamed up to take them down. The Ben Riley days, uh, Spider-Man. So, um, being all broken and stuff, it's trying to boot up, d- determine what its main objective is, but it can't get there. So it just sits there, says, awaiting instructions, awaiting instructions, awaiting instructions. And Josh says, your instructions are to serve and protect Joshua Guthrie. Because my yeah, my objective is to serve and protect Joshua Guthrie. He's like, this is freaking awesome. He goes, first thing we're going to do, head to the school. He gets on the shoulder of this thing. And it shows the bully that shoved his face down in the lunch earlier playing at football practice. And next thing you know, the sentinel just <laughs> right over the football field picks him up and says, uh, you have been selected for termination. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. You know, so he, he so then the, he's instructed to set the bully on top of the flagpole. They fly off and Josh is rolling in the grass, having a hell of a laugh over it. Did you see his face? Oh, my God, it was great. Now, while he's laughing, the sentinel is sitting here. Uh, like you can see like internal commands being given, like internal uh, functions are at, uh, you know, minimal level initiating secondary repair process. So it's repairing itself. Now, when it repairs itself, it's going to come to full power and realize what its main real main objective (laughs) is unknown to Josh. 
So he goes to school and everyone's talking about what happened to the bully on the football field. Isn't that crazy? Did you see you like pissed his pants up there on the <laughs> on the flagpole? If we only could meet the guy that was uh you know with this sentinel, how cool that would be. But you know, he's keeping it a secret. So he gets he gets home and he's hiding this thing inside the silo of the farm he lives on. And he decides this is my chance to be an X-Man. I've finally got some power. So he makes himself a homemade X-Man outfit. And he gets some paint, and he paints the Sentinel to look like the classic... Uh, oh, the yellow and blue. <laughs> yellow and blue ah. X-Men. So uh, he, after he does so, he sets out, and he, he goes... The girl at school said, man, if I could meet, you know, the guy who did this, you know, who's with the Sentinel, he'd be so cool. Chance for him to be popular with the ladies. So he flies the Sentinel to this girl's house, and his plan is he's just going to tap on the window. She's going to open it and see Joshua Guthrie there with his you know, his hands on his hips, looking all heroic and like, wow, you're so cool. Well, he gives the command to this sentinel to tap on the window and he ends up tapping the whole roof off the house, <laughs> at which point they take off. And uh, it, you just start seeing paper headlines, you know, giant robot drains the, uh, the county reservoir, giant robot burns bridge, giant robots, uh, see, destroys a chicken ranch. So, you know, he's just out trying to have fun, but he's destroying the town he lives in. This is Iron Giant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, more or less. That's what Brooke was saying when I said to her. So then here come Cannonball and uh, the sister. What's the sister's name? Who cares? Medicine Ball? <laughs> I don't remember what her power is. Um, but about the time they're home for the birthday party, Josh is over here in the corner again, harumphing. And... <laughs> And uh, at this point, the Sentinel has reached, it's fully repaired itself, and it's taken on its old direction, and it can see into the house, recognizes two mutants, and comes in to attack. Well, the two X-Men, Cannonball and uh, Miscellaneous Girl, again, I don't remember what her name is. Anyway, they attack it, and they are trying to take it down, but this Sentinel, you know, they adapt to the power they're being fought with. Right. So it knocks each of them incapable and is about to destroy them. And as it does, Josh runs in and goes, No, you know, you can't do this. You're supposed to serve me. He says, Your main objective was to protect Josh Guthrie, you know, and you can't be doing this. So, so confused, the thing realizes that the best way to protect Josh Guthrie is to destroy itself. So the Sentinel then puts its own fist through its own head. Jeez. Wow, that really hurt. Hit myself. <laughs> and destroys itself. And that's pretty much where the comic book ends. But, man, it was a lot of fun. I mean... Like you were saying, the Iron Giant. It's very similar. So, that was my offering this week. Uh, Even sacrifices himself to protect the little boy. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Friend. Hogarth. Friend. (laughs) Love that movie. God. So, yeah, Yeah. it was was a good book. And a lot lot of uh, other good books to come. Found another human fly. So, we'll be talking about that uh, coming up here. Only the greatest comic series ever made. Right, right. Tell me about it. The greatest superhero, real life one. Because he was real. That's why he was the greatest. So, with that behind us, let's just jump right into... Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? Josh Johnston. And what has Josh Johnston done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? Well, before we get to him, we got to have some backstory. All right. Mm-hmm. In, he's from Louisiana, uh, Blunt County, Louisiana. And there, <laughs> there, there is a road. Uh, I guess it's just by the name of the road. It's pretty windy. It's called the Dragon. Oh, Jesus. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Josh rides his motorcycle on this road all the time. One day, something kind of weird happened. He ran into a couple people standing on the side of the road, 
They said they heard uh, a scream down, uh, like, at the edge of the road is a big ravine. Mm -hmm. So he walked over there, looked down, happened to see uh, a body laying down there. And he said the guy's, the face on the body was just kind of, there was no expression. He just kind of laying there. So he beat feet down the hill to go see, you know, what was going on. Turned out uh, one guy named Kevin Deeprock and his buddy Phil were driving around. Um, Kevin hit the back tire of Phil's bike. Both bikes went off that ravine. Uh, Phil ended up dying, but Kevin ended up breaking two, 12 ribs, getting oh. a bunch of other fractures, wow. punctured both lungs, and had some other bruises and bumps. Wow. But he was laying there for about 30 hours. Oh, my God. And kept trying to yell. Kept He was like 100 feet from the road, so nobody could hear him yelling here. Well, when your lungs are full of rib, there's no... Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, he kept trying to ye- yell. No one heard him. He heard motorcycles because it's a, a highly... A big motorcycle road, apparently. Okay. Passing by, no one was coming around. He ended up using his cell phone, giving his, you know, I love you to everyone, trying to call 911. Nothing was happen, happening. But uh, Josh, is, Josh went down there to try to help him. He said he was pretty much in fight or flight mode to save the guy. No matter what, he's going to stay there, you know, like all night if he had to. Told his buddy to get a hold of 911. They ended up making it there. I guess it was a, a pain to get the guy because of the terrain. But yeah, they I ended up saving him, and he's doing all right. Should be out in a couple weeks. This wow. Oh, this is recent. Yeah, this is really recent, like within two weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember the, hearing a story not, well, it's been within the past few years where a, a guy's wife, like, on her, had left for work and just missing. Didn't see her for, like, oh, I don't know, like a week, close to a week. And uh, police kept coming up empty-handed, couldn't find anything. And he started retracing tracks and, you know, t- taking her route to work and noticed on the way there was this heavily wooded area and noticed some like some trees and shit kind of like displaced. And he looked down there and saw his wife's car oh, had fallen down this huge ditch and was on end. And she had been hanging in there for like 72 hours anyway by her seatbelt. And had she been there three or four hours more, would have died. Yeah. Nick of time kind of stuff. Sounds sounds like the same. Yeah, he was. I guess the the guy uh, Kevin was. He was about ready to give it in, but then all of a sudden, Josh ended up showing up and he was able to get help. Man, to even hold on like that. If yeah. I had broke six ribs as opposed to twelve, I would have been like an hour in. Like, take me. It's I'm o- it's over. I'm I stubbed my toe and I'm like <laughs> giving my goodbyes already. Why Peter is God Griffin, forsaken us? <laughs> Peter Griffin on the ground. <laughs> 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 Josh Johnston, was it? Yes. You have found a spot on our wall of justice. In My the God. Hall of Heroes. Good on you, Josh. Wow, no kidding. No kidding. The, uh, what would he call it? An angel? A guardian angel guardian or something? Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine coming on that. I guess less a guardian angel, more like a reactive angel. I guess a decent guardian angel wouldn't let that happen. As <laughs> well, it's just semantics. The guardian angel uh, uh, well, dropped the him. ball, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Well, if you think about it, he said he saw someone laying down there with no reaction to his face. So you could have thought, oh, God, there's a dead body down there. That probably yeah. would have been my instinct. Uh, right yeah, now. but instead of running down there and finding out that he was still alive, which probably gave the guy laying there hope. Sure. Yeah. I'm saved. So, yeah. Wow. Amazing. Damn. I wish I could do something that heroic. I mean, I don't want to find anyone in that right. situation, but I... I on my anyway. way home, I'm looking at the side I've of the road. I've got a plan. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll make it happen. Far more observant from, now, observant from now on. Right now, I just want to end it. 
Made right, it might as well. Yeah. That was good. That was good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we had a good episode. Yeah, our, our guest, uh, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, did not get in contact with us. So that's going to conclude this week's episode. So, Jack, what have we on the website? Go to candairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us, follow us on all our social media. Visit the Hall of Heroes and see the Wall of Justice. Check out some of the videos from our YouTube page. And if you would like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Jack's, or Jake has got a lot of good stuff happening on there. Uh, always keeps me rolling. I love it. I like to keep the fans happy. That's yeah. what I does. I laugh at him. Oh, yeah. Hysterically. Oh, we need some more Tobias Cannon. That's a, just thinking that exact same thing. That second batch didn't hit as hard as the first, but by God, I'll keep trying. <laughs> Poor dead grandpa with a face know. on top of his head. <laughs> Jack's been putting the show uh, last few weeks up on YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah, another medium to listen to the show. Uh, the Show Us Your Cans contest. We have extended the deadline to November 30th. It seemed like a few days right before we are going to call it done, we start getting submissions. Yeah. So we want to see more of your cans. Show us your cans. I need to see the cans. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, Con Radio is no more. But again, Radio for Geeks is going to be coming. We will keep you filled in on those details. In the meantime, you can find us on our website, of course. And uh, don't forget to go to iTunes. We're on there. Uh, subscribe and leave a comment. It helps us more than you know. What about Google Play? We're on Google We're Play. On Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. There's yeah. not many places you can't hear us yeah. on any kind of podcast directory. We'll never die. Satchelplayer.com. That's kind of a funny yeah. name, but it's there. Before you know it, we're going to be broadcasting into your dreams. Mm-hmm. Our glory show outlasts the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else, gentlemen? I've had it. I hope everyone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> My resignation. I hope everyone had a happy Halloween. I did. Had a good yeah. time with the Halloween episode. Yeah, a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad yeah, Halloween's over. Halloween. We still have uh, two. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we still have uh, two holidays to get through. But yeah, we do. We're almost there. The one-two punch. Three of them coming in. Christ in Three. All New Year's. Yep. I forgot about New Year's. Yeah. That's kind That's of. That's usually the yearly wrap-up. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, still trying to secure someone for the Christmas episode. We have some good people on the on the list. Hopefully, one of them pans out. So uh, I can't promise nothing, but uh, I'm in talks with a certain Saint Nicholas to see if maybe. I mean, you know, like I said, who knows? I think we had a very disgruntled Saint Nick on our very first Christmas episode, if you remember, Jack. That's right, we did. <laughs> I don't think we'll be having that one back, though. So uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm bored. I wish we were buzzed. Let's drink Daddy's cough syrup. This is where he keeps the good stuff. You don't need drugs to get high. Talk! You just need the Canned Air Podcast. That's good advice. Now we know. And no one is half the battle. Just one question. What are you doing outside the window? <laughs> Tell your mama to call me. G.I. Joe! Sorry. <laughs> Let me bring that back. 
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.